Hello all you guys, gals and non-binary pals and welcome to Driving You Homo, the radio show podcast YouTube extravaganza where we delve deep into everything in the queer sphere that you need to hear. So, let's get started. As always, I'm Wade Carter, cabaret burlesque comedian, radio presenter, and all-round drag shamble, and I'm going really slowly because I can hear myself, and I'm trying to be professional because I have a full diva in the live insta- inter- inter- oh, oh god, what have I done? Interweb. How do you- I'm so old. It's- oh, so what do we got? Maria Gardner. Otherwise known as Miss Hey, doll. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good, thank you. That intro was the most gorgeous intro ever. I mean, I don't want to say professional, but I bring a level of commitment. I live. I, I bring. I bring sleep deprivation. That's what I bring. Full sleep. Yeah, full exhaustion. So, Miss Disney. Oh, 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 what did I, did I just... It's fine, you can say this Disney. Why? It's still on a transition period. <laughs> what, what, what did I just do? So you had a, well, I guess, is it a dead name? And we're trying to transition into the new name, which is Misney. Pure cry. <laughs> at, the, at the idea that Miss Disney has, has disappeared, he fully just went, no! Triggered, triggered. <laughs> so, um, so, so, so I, I met you upwards of minutes ago, and when I met you, your name was something else, and it's changed to Misney. Would you like to elaborate or discuss what's happened? Yeah, sure. So, Miss Disney has been a huge, huge part of my life for three years. Mm. She was the she was my first ever drag name, and I had so 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 much fun with her but I've got to a point where I felt like I was just stuck in a Disney box under that name Mm. and there was a few other things that I wanted to actually explore and and do and talk about that wouldn't fit under the Miss Disney brand per se um because there's still this thing where Disney you know you hear the word Disney and you think of children right and yeah I like that like castle that just like (laughs) yeah yeah very that so um and do you know what i've had such a such a ball with her she's been absolutely Mm. incredible and um i just decided that i felt like it was time to just change it up really and people can still call me miss disney Mm -hmm. it's absolutely fine um but obviously for shows and things i'm going under the name misney now so that i can branch out of just the disney thing i will still be doing disney there will still be disney shows mm-hmm. disney acts disney stuff but it just won't be all that i am anymore so i'm really really excited to see what happens well i'm really excited as well now i i saw i don't know how long ago this was but you did a sort of queer a lesbian workshop was it lesbian workshop well it was like (laughs) no there was a a, you with a bunch of women you were having a chat and like explaining like what it means to be a gay woman or a lesbian what's that thing 
I don't know whether that was, was that me? Oh, are the, you talking about um, as part of Helen Scott's Instagram Pride? It may have Maybe. been. That was that was basically just all the stuff, all the talk about female drag. Yeah. So I um, reached out and spoke to some really incredible female drag queens, <laughs> um, trans inclusive, of course. Yeah. And you know, asked them to come on the show and talk about their experiences of being a female drag queen, mm-hmm. um, how they felt about drag race and things like that. And then um, got them to do some acts, which was just stunning, and it was really nice. Um, I hope to do that at some point like in the future I think it was just like a really fun idea that my friend Helen was like really really wants to drag in pride like Mm. and it would be so cool to do a a female drag only thing and I was like yeah fuck it let's do it (laughs) that's uh Helen Scott on BBC Radio Essex for those playing the home game but you said something interesting drag but you're female you're a woman Audible gasp. But only men are supposed to do drag. <laughs> Tell me this journey. Like, oh my days. So, <laughs> do you know what? I also used to feel that way. I, hmm. when I was figuring out, you know, wanting to go into cabaret and performing um, on that circuit, I didn't actually think that I could call myself drag mm-hmm. because. Being a cis woman, I just was like, it's not for me. I haven't seen anyone else do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was when I was like, literally like putting my toe in. And yeah. I didn't really know much at all. And my gorgeous friend, Alfie Ordinary, who's beautiful icon that he is, mm. was like, babe, women can do drag too. Exactly. And I just was like, oh, okay. So that's kind of how miss disney came about to become a drag queen but i mean honestly looking back at the journey that miss disney has had in regards to makeup and stuff like that i mean i wear more makeup as maria garden uk out on a flipping night out than i did when i started miss disney drag no joke like hilarious (laughs) i'm i'm not gonna talk about makeup because my makeup journey is it's real it is real. So, like, you met me when I was, like, gender non-binary drag, and now I'm like, I'm going to put a pineapple on my face. That's drag now. Oh, God. Do you know what? Drag is what you make of it. Drag is and that's so experimental and fun, and it's meant to just be, like, you exploring your your wildest, like, fantasies and ideas. And it makes your dreams come true. It literally does. Make sure dreams come true. If you can dream it, you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'm trying to think of like Disney quotes. I'm like, that was one. <laughs> oh, okay. it all started with a mouse. <laughs> and you can see a whole new world with me because I am a beast. <laughs> um. Do, oh, sorry. Please, you're stunning. Is he what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you're a you're a drag queen. You're a cabaret performer. If I was coming to a Misney show, which I wouldn't, because I <laughs> so busy, uh, booked and blessed. Uh, but like to people who aren't as booked and blessed as I am, uh, and they wanted to come to a Misney show, 
what would they be saying? So they would be seeing, well, I mean, again, this Misney is still very much in terms of just figuring out what I'm doing. So there'll mm -hmm. be various different shows. So you could have Misney's Disney Hour, mm -hmm. which is the ultimate Disney Hour. Camp. Everything from Aladdin to Moana to the new Frozen, back to Mary Poppins, up to Pinocchio, up to Cinderella, you name it, it will mm. be there. Camp. And it's basically going through my hilarious experiences as a lesbian growing up with Disney and the heteronormative way it was um, and the fact that I used to fancy loads of Disney characters. And we just talk about it. We have a lovely time. You get to sing along listen to my powerhouse vocals come out my boobs it'd be lovely sorry powerhouse vocals yeah sorry boobs <laughs> powerhouse vocals and boobs um, I live. <laughs> and they're real as well like they're like pillow squish so babe yeah. i support that journey i also have a pair myself <laughs> but um I am also looking into creating a show called Misney's Musical Nightins, which is mm -hmm. an hour of musicals and mm -hmm. gorgeous stuff. Um, but then if you see me in like a show that has like other um, drag queens and cabaret acts that in there, um, you will probably see a character of some form, whether that's Disney or else, be transformed into something you have never seen before. So for example, Belle is queer and Evil Queen has a level of vulnerability where she goes into her like gothic evanescence realness. Oh, Liv. I've got a Mrs. Potts act coming soon where you are gonna be so freaked out that you're gonna fancy Mrs. Potts off her. I, I, I don't know why, but I, and this isn't a read, but I can see you as Miss Potts. Yeah, I no, like... everyone can. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the Aquarius in me. I've got a very nurturing energy. Oh, I was just going to say you look like a teapot, teapot, but yeah. All that, I mean, yeah, curvy. <laughs> oh, well, speaking of curvy, I'm also blessed with the curves and swerves. So, I know. Yes. We stand. We stand body mm. confidence loving. Well, the reason I was going to ask, or like the reason I'm talking about the curves and swerves, I follow you on the Instagram, and if it's not a Disney-based picture of you being like, yay, Mulan! Um, it's you getting your queers and swerves out in like a tasteful nude. Yeah. What's going on there? So I know what it's like to really not love your body for what it is. Mm. I've had a whole body confidence journey. Um, I used to be so obsessed with my weight, like to the point where I had no social life at one time because I wanted my weight to stay as it was when I used to ride racehorses back when I was 16, 17. Oh, wow. So I had this like thing when I started putting on weight, people started to notice. And it was like very, well, when I look back, it was very like small amount of weight, mm -hmm. but it was still noticeable enough for some of my family members to voice. A couple of my friends at the time would voice it. Mm -hmm. And it was never said and like, oh, you're putting on weight, you're looking gorgeous, like, or whatever. Um, mm. It was more, like, very concerned, like, for your health kind of level. Mm. And at that time, I was still only, like, I mean, I was going from, like, a generous 8 to 10 up to about 12 when I was, you know, just my weight was changing. Like, I'm not, like, does, you know? I know I'm <laughs> male presenting, uh, 
but like, in my head, 12 is not big. No. Yeah. It's not. And and size also doesn't give, like, it is not, size is not your worth. Like, yeah. in every single shop that you'll go into in the high street, if you shop on the high street, mm. you'll find that your body fits differently into different materials, different, like, pieces of clothing. It doesn't yeah. matter what the size is. But I remember used to being so mortified when I would put on a size 14 pair of jeans in mm. like new look because I couldn't fit into what I used to be able to fit into. And I spent so much time and energy worrying about that, that um, I ended up um, going, you know, obviously this is, this is the self-conscious like low blow. And, and yeah. this isn't just women, like men also have I it too. It. And I feel like body posi within men doesn't happen enough. And mm -hmm. I feel like it should just putting that right out there now but like I got to a point where you know anyone could have told me anything about how to lose a ton of weight to be bikini ready or whatever and I would have <laughs> just taken it because that was like the level of the you know low self-consciousness that I had for myself and I hated looking at myself in the mirror unless yeah, I'd yeah. done like 20 or 30 push-ups and I was just it was just mental so basically someone that I knew um started Herbalife and they messaged me being like, this is an amazing new like meal replacement. You just need to get some fiber tablets and some multivitamin tablets. But yeah, you yeah. need to replace your meals with two of these shakes a day to really no, see no. the results of the losing weight. And I'm not kidding. I was just like, this is going to sort out. Mm -hmm. Like every single time I see my family for a gathering, they're not going to point out my weight anymore. It will mean that I can fit into the clothes that I fitted into when I was 16. And at this point yeah. I was like 19. So naturally your body does fluctuate and your weight fluctuates and your body changes. That's just normal and natural. But in my head, I'm thinking I need to try and maintain this body that I, sh that apparently is the acceptable one. Hmm. So I like when I moved to Brighton, I spent literally the first year just going to the gym before work at like mm -hmm. six in the morning. Then after work, which would be in Costa Coffee, by the way. So I was up and walking around just doing, I wasn't like sitting in an office or anything. Yeah. yeah. And then after work, I go to the gym and I used to make myself sick. Like it yeah. used to be horrendous. And I managed to lose three stone. I mean, great. And go back to a very similar body. But, but were you happy though? No. Exactly. Because, like, that wasn't natural for me i i had to physically be at the gym for my and that's entire life. <laughs> for me like, like i can't i fully support and love everyone and if you want to go to the gym six to seven times a day or a week or however like i that is not my life like no. I, I i don't have enough energy to do that kind of stuff. like and people are like oh but like if you go you'll Blah 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 blah. You but feel I just good. You feel better, but like great. But also, I feel I feel good. I feel better when I go out dancing with my friends. I feel good. I feel better when I see a great cabaret show. I feel good. I feel better when I'm drinking with my friends socially. Like, I don't need to. I'm not. I'm not coming for people who go to the gym and going. You should stop. Neither am I. You know. You should boycott gyms because that's not the case for me personally. The gym didn't work because I became obsessed. Exactly. And I became physically addicted to the feeling that I was getting mm -hmm. about the fact that I was losing weight. But I used to get like shakes, and it used to really screw me up. And 
then, you know, I when I realized what I was doing to myself and how unhappy it was making me feel mm-hmm. um, was when I actually met a plus size cabaret burlesque performer. And I thought, wow, she's like a size 18 to 20. Mm-hmm. And I am so in awe by the confidence. Like, And that just completely changed everything for me. I just decided to go, no, like I'm not doing this anymore. Exactly. To make anyone happy. And I start, unfortunately, start. I still went through shit with my family because they mm. would still... Because they just don't get it. Well, yeah, but they like to the point where they would give me less on my plate than other people. Like, I didn't need it because I was a size 14 at that time. Which is huge. Um, It's mental. But do you know what? I'm so happy being this way. This is the happiest I've been. I see exercise as an enjoyment rather than a necessity. Um, And I have more of a healthy relationship with food. I don't feel guilty. If I want something, I will just have it like and that's that's okay that's what body positivity is about and now, i feel like it gets lost you know but hmm. it's it's that's the well, truth i i i'm fully on that body positive journey i started doing burlesque and then that journey took off and then i've been with plenty of plus size performers um i have a mild question for you because um i am like we said, blessed with the curves and swerves. And I have what's known as chub rub. Do you know what this is? Yeah. So I've, I've purchased these beautiful, like, garter situations. Okay. But they don't stay on my legs. So I'll wear them. Under my trousers, I wear underwear, because chafing. I will put these on my inner thighs to stop the chafing, but then they just keep falling down, and I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Am I too fat? Am I too skinny? I don't think you're doing anything wrong. I think it's just trial and error with some things. Like for me personally, I I use um. Like, if I'm going out for a long walk, because I yeah. love hiking. So I'm the same. I mean, I sound like a right half a puffer, but I really enjoy it. No, I'm, I'm um, fully the same. <laughs> but um, I normally um, I normally use, like, so if, I, if I've got chafing, like, if I've got yeah. chafing from something, I will put olive oil on it. Okay, can. That actually really, really helps. Um, so you're basting. Yeah. Talcum powder is good as well. If you want to, like, you know, before you go anywhere. If you're worried that you're going to chafe, mm. um, I find talcum powder to be good. But yeah. Well, I'm going to have to buy some. Ta- no, I have some. I have some somewhere. You got some? I do drag. <laughs> I have talc yeah, somewhere. Yeah, I was going to say, surely you've got talc. I've got talc somewhere. somewhere. Um, <laughs> so, body positive, beautiful, great singer, drag. Cabaret. Oh, you're doing a gig coming up. I am. It's my first gig live gig back on scene in Brighton this Friday at 4pm. I am so excited because it's just been so long. Um, <sighs> like, it's just, it feels a bit wild. And to be honest, my voice, because she's very classic like this, she's decided <laughs> to not really be functioning this week. Yeah. That's why I sound a bit hoarse. But it's just like, just timing. 
impeccable timing my vocals have <laughs> to do this when I have my first gig. She always does this. Like, I'm hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed, I'm not going to lose my voice by the time we get to Friday. <laughs> You'll be fine. You'll be fine, doll. Yeah, I hope so. Um... <laughs> Not having that language. Wait. Not having that language. Oh, wait. So you, you're saying I'm successful? Yeah. Oh, I can. Um, of course you are. Well, because I'm successful, I have scoured the internet. And by scoured the internet, I've done a quick Google. I've just gone gay stuff. And gay stuff has popped up. Hey, Siri, look up gay stuff. Okay. Plot oh, okay. twist. Absolutely, <laughs> if you're, if you're... absolutely crying. <laughs> What, what should I do now? Type in gay stuff. Um, if you're listening to this on radio, if you're listening to this on podcast, if you're watching this on YouTube, don't Google gay stuff. Because, I mean, you know what? Do it. Um, support. I support your journey. Just, I cannot be held accountable for the things that you, you uh, come across on, on the... Uh, on the on the things but on the web on the news in the news there are things that are happening rupaul's drag race canada season one camp living for it yeah jeffrey boyer chapman how do you feel about his i guess editing on the show I feel like, um, I mean, I kind of was, you know, I, I think I could tell that it was like well edited. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I mean, just from doing a show and knowing how the edits work, you yeah. kind of see it even more. Like when someone might have had to have asked a question for like the fifth time or yeah. something. You're like, oh, um, this is state. Like, this is yeah. forced. <laughs> like, I don't think, I don't think he's like, terrible or anything Mm. but i feel like maybe there's like it just it doesn't it didn't feel natural to me like some of what the way he was coming across and then for me what was the standout was when he commented on um is it elona elona very oh elona verley verley thank you Mm. elona verley like she got a critique saying that she should have her you know she should make sure that if she's going to show her bum yeah that there has to be foundation on it mm-hmm. and that that was like one of the reasons why the look didn't work yeah yeah i really didn't like that like well, i just thought that was really that was that was body shaming to me personally. so I, ag- I, ag- I agree in that when i watched, when I watched that, that i was like, like oh because so i'm a drag performer and a burlesque performer, performer so i get my butt out on the regular and so and i'm blessed with being her suit so i mean if i did put makeup on my butt it would be a journey Uh, but 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 so like when he said that critique on the show i was like oh i can't believe you said that let her live her truth but then, 
sort of Alona came back afterwards, like when it got aired, and she was like, in the moment I was fine because I knew and maybe the editing, like it didn't show on the show, but essentially he was going, for TV, if you're going to be on TV, you need to, you know, the, the cameras are going to pick up these things. You need to make sure that you're putting makeup on the skin that you want to show. So Alona was like, I'm fine with this. But then the world kind of went as what you did and I did and went, body shaming. And then she went, mm, it kind of is. But then also, so she was like sort of 50-50, I think. Yeah. I mean, I just, I just think like, I get it. I get it with drag. You know, it's it's a form of expression, and mm-hmm. you know, there's like certain things that I think we all like to do to make ourselves look like, you know, that extra mm-hmm. like hyper version of ourselves, and to um, you know apply however much makeup we want to. But I just felt personally like i mean it's great that obviously she didn't, I didn't think necessarily fight like get affected but i feel like that affected a lot of people other people yeah do drag i mean i for one have hairy legs right mm. and i love my hairy legs and i always get them out in drag and people have come up to me and gone why are you not shaving your legs yeah um or like have asked whether i'm a man because i have hairy, hairy legs. legs um but like I just think this this kind of perfection yeah, like yeah. obsession when it comes the expectation. to even, even within the drag community, exactly the expectation of it is can be really problematic because mm. like drag is what you make of it. It doesn't have to be this perfect like thing. It's it's however you want to make it. And mm-hmm. I feel like um in, for me personally, um that saying that you should be putting foundation on your bum if you're going to show your bum in drag mm-hmm. is kind of the same as airbrushing yeah it's yeah. It's, it's, t- it's taking away like the body accepting normality of you know i, I don't know i don't know whether i'm making any sense but no like, i i no, i i agree well. with you i agree with you but then also the issue that i have is that this is still fine well it's all tv but what people are doing is people are going on Twitter and going, give everybody a Chapman. And he's got to a point where he just can't deal. And so he's either deleted or um, hibernated his Twitter account. So now no one can see it. So he's got to a point, and he's not the only one. Widow Von Du from season 12 of RuPaul's Drag Race has been met with a similar backlash with yeah, her personality style, style and people have gone hateful stuff to water and she's decided to take herself off twitter as well which i just i don't understand why people have to be so negative like yeah. for me i see jeffrey Bowie chapman as having what's known as pretty privilege so i see him as he's a gorgeous human who's never been told no he's never really he may have done but like from my perspective 
he is walking in the world with all this beauty and all this grace and um, people have opened doors for him because he's beautiful. And so people have gone, oh, you're funny. And so he's jumped, like thrown into that. And so because he's heard all these yeses, he is maybe misguided in small elements. And with that, packaged with the editing, and then I can see the editing started off being, started off being like, pretty camp it seemed fine like i yeah. it wasn't it just felt like it became and then by episode three it was like, like oh like they're fully yeah. so like when jimbo was getting her critiques and then she was like i didn't have enough time and then jeffrey's like well everyone else had the same amount of time it's like like you could have like you're doing that like for a reason I feel like as well, like this happens to, to be a lot of, you know, like when you look at the history of Drag Race and who mm. is edited to be looked at as a villain, it's more likely to be a person of color. Tape. And that that is that is a problematic. Huge problem. Yeah, that is yeah. really f-ing shit because it's mm. like, you know, I mean, it's and I think Drag Race fans in general, especially on the internet, are some of the most like aggressive like opinionated people um there's some really amazing drag race fans of course there is Mm -hmm. you know there's a there's a whole community of love for drag race um but then there's this like section of it that just seems to be waiting for someone to slip in order to then just kind of go in on them and i know like that that must really impact the, obviously their mental health and how they feel because you know they these people like jeffrey brown chapman and widow von do like they don't mm-hmm. they don't pick the editing do they they no. literally are being themselves and you know i don't personally have a huge problem with Je- uh, jeffrey Barrow chapman but Same. i did start I, I did start to notice like the editing changed and it's interesting because you're trying to ensure that your opinion doesn't change of the person but the editing makes you believe that this person is not being very natural is fake is mm-hmm. whatever you know and then people who don't understand actually how programs are made and how things are edited to be a certain way they'll then think that that's the real person in real life and that's their real you know take on things and that's how they speak to people and you know so (laughs) just to be clear when i'm on season three (laughs) and i get the villain edit i want everyone to know that i am a terrible human but like i'm probably not that bad the worst thing is when you probably won't because you're white no i fully will no if i i mean if i if i get on drag race i mean you're right though in that um strong people of color get the villain over over the white person um that is unequivocal tea but um on not just drag race but like multiple shows across the board um it was the case with the man who got shot in the back seven times and then then the white 17 year old with a gun who killed two people just walked through like no problem i know it's yeah yeah 
Marvel. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, so, so like, like, there's that drama. But I, for me, I see myself as like that Courtney Act vibe in that Australians have that sense of humour that's very dry and very sarcastic and that can come across as villainous based on editing. So you can edit the Australian sense of humour to be very like... Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. So that's yeah, thing. no, it's, it's interesting because it's like... Um, it it sucks to hear that obviously Jeffrey Bauer Chapman just felt like he had to just come on yeah. come offline, you know. And same with like, whatever I do. don't think anyone like regardless of opinions and regardless of how we have taken something, you should not be sending death threats to someone. You should not be going overboard because, like, at the end of the day, that that is a person with real feelings. They have same. a heart. They care about this community. Like yeah. to yeah. to basically pinpoint them in a corner is wrong like i know for me i still tweeted like i just felt like it was body shaming and i didn't like the way that comment was given mm. but obviously i'm coming from a standpoint that regardless of who that was i would i would have called that out mm. anyway um because for me like you know yes drag is a big expression of who you are and obviously the perfections that go with it but I just feel like that was just for me personally, too much for you yeah very common but that again stems back to my opinion your body positive or what I'm passionate about and yeah. how I would have taken that comment as well mm. um if that had been directed to me so like, but I'm I mean I'm sad that Jeffrey Bell Chapman has obviously been attacked and I feel like that's being attacked like that, especially online by thousands and mm. thousands of people, is going to take its toll, and that's not okay. 100%. Yeah, that's not okay. Speaking of people who did a sideswipe attack, uh, there is a TikToker by the name, and I'm going to bring up his name because name and shame, uh, Cameron Joseph Penner or Pina, depending on how you pronounce it. Uh, he was on TikTok, and he was going through a Starbucks drive-through, and he was like, oh, I'm gay, but I'm not this gay. And then he proceeds to share um, the Starbucks uh, staff member, who was, I guess, femme, um, yeah. Or just camp, and then they started making fun of him before and after he was served. Um, how do? Because I I, I I send you this video. How do you how do you feel about this video? Um, I don't I don't like it. I mm. think it's again, it's it's an it's it's a it's a gay taking the piss out of someone who mm. um, a lot of people who don't know LGBT people would assume being gay is. And yeah. I think it's just, it's just not right. And it's just stupid. And I just it's, don't it's, understand that. It's internalized like, homophobia. It's from a person yeah. who would consider themselves mask for mask, quote unquote, or straight acting, whatever that means. Yeah. And they, would rather fit in with the mainstream and don't want to be associated 
with camp, femme, that kind of stereotype, I guess. Yeah. And we don't even know if this person, the Starbucks employee, is gay. We don't even know if they are fully camp like we are. They might not be identifying in that way for yeah. stop. So to make an assumption on someone like that yeah. is really shit. And yeah. also, like, the whole, I just, I don't know, it, it just really gets me going because I know that I have had in the past, like, queer women and lesbians who have, you know, questioned my, like, Queerness, yeah. Or queerness, yeah. Like, and just because I'm more femme presenting. And, you know, because I don't fit into the stereotypical box, yeah, means that I must be curious or I must be experimenting. And it's like, nah, boo, I'm gold star lesbian. Like, <laughs> well, I have a girlfriend. <laughs> I have a girlfriend of mine who's bisexual. She is married to a man and she has two children. And everyone's like, oh, so you're straight now. And she's like, no, I'm still bisexual. I will always be bisexual or like on that journey. I just happen to be married to a man with children. Like, it's not going to stop my sexual attraction to someone. So, Uh, well, bisexual, bless them. They have a whole other kettle of fish because they obviously get literally everyone kind Mm. of questioning their sexuality, you know, Mm. and, and the validity of it. Yeah. Because it's like, it's it the whole pick a side thing is just ridiculous. Yeah, just don't pick my side. I literally pick the other side. <laughs> I mean, I literally, I, I always promoting lesbianism. Yeah, I, anytime time, someone's I'm bisexual, like, I'm like, I'm like, you want to be gay? No, no, no. <laughs> it's it's too much. Oh no, like, see, I mean, I think it's just, but I do think as well, like going back into bisexuality, like mm. for women. Although women do obviously get a lot of questions and some misogynistic comments made about being bisexual, like I feel like it's more socially acceptable for women to be bisexual than men to be bisexual because yeah. it's like again, well, it's fetishized. Yeah. So that's what it is. Yeah. So like it's yeah. it's considered the norm to be a lesbian, but like you have to be in. Oh, this. We don't have enough time. Way. Yeah, we don't have enough time. This is a whole <laughs> other. You know what? Well, we'll get Helen, you, and a couple of others. We'll do a lesbian roundtable. We can. Yes! <gasps> lesbian roundtable! I'm so here for that. Lesbian roundtable? I mean, I feel like I shouldn't be involved. I feel like you can, like, host it and then, like, lesbian roundtable. <laughs> no, I think I think a cis gay guy being in, in the room. Okay, guys. So, les- so lesbians, what's up with that? Oh, look at my nails. I don't have any. I, I mean, wonder why. Yeah. But I have to say, there are st- there are lesbians who have acrylics. I have <laughs> someone before with acrylics. I don't have acrylics now because I like being like it. It's the thing of like it's the assumptions made about yeah. if you have long fingernails, that must mean that you only like dick, for example. Yeah. But actually, there are loads of lesbians with long nails. It just might not be that they're into like finger bangs or their partner's fine with it. Or you know, it's 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 really a personal preference thing. Like, well, it's, <laughs> that you know, is. Miss... Get scared, but 
I personally, if yeah. my girlfriend had long nails, it really wouldn't fuss me. Um, yeah. Personally, it's fine. Well, <laughs> Misney, <laughs> that comes <laughs> to the end of the show where oh. you've, you've only swore three, three times. times. And That's really good for me. Which is really good. And you ended the show on finger banging. Which, I mean, I support it. Uh, <laughs> if anyone has been offended by anything, uh, slide into my DMs and I will apologize. But I feel like sexual education is important. No, well, I was going to say sexual, educa sexual education is important. And queer stories are important. And that's why we're talking about this stuff on mainstream media. So, so if you have a problem, don't complain. <laughs> <laughs> we have enough problems. No, if you have a problem, honestly, like if anything that I've said has affected Yeah, how can people can contact, you? contact you? Follow me on Instagram, uh, Maria Gardner UK. Mm -hmm. Type in Maria Gardner, I'll pop up. Just message me and you can. And, and send hate out. messages <laughs> like Jeffrey Boyd <laughs> Chapman. And then and Miss Neve will be off the internet. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I just. Obviously, we're all learning. I've exactly. learned so much from just, you know, about my sexuality and where I fit. Because I think when you come out as gay, there's just mm -hmm. a whole other new world of learning who uh, you are. But also would you say a whole new world? A whole new world of learning, yes. <laughs> you know, like when you're brought up in a heteronormative society. Mm. And for me, I was so, like, um, what do you call it? Annoying. Oh stupid <laughs> sheltered that's what i was going yeah that I was, was so the word i was brought up in cambridge i had i was in catholic school like i I've, mm. I've had to learn a lot and yeah i've made mistakes and i've apologized for them and i've learned from them but that's just as humans that's you know we have to be forgiving and we have to educate each other and mm. help each other out so if anyone has had a problem with anything i've said drop me a message and i'll be happy to chat about it and learn Oh, look at you being growth and et cetera. Uh, so that was, that was Driving You Homer, the radio show podcast, YouTube extravaganza, where we delve into everything within the queer sphere that you need to hear. As always, you can follow myself at One Wayne Carter. You can also follow Driving You Homer at Driving You Homer. Please feel free to like, rate, favourite, subscribe, comment, stars whatever the things are happening uh you can also follow our guest at maria gardner underscore uk um as always stay safe stay beautiful and bye